This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.17 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Jensen. A quick update on the FBM KLCI numbers. Unfortunately, status quo, FBM KLCI is down 0.3%, currently 1,472 points. Well, we're turning our attention over to the property sector. The KL Property Index is down by a whopping 55% year-to-date, faring far worse than the performance of the FBM KLCI, which, as we mentioned, is down 6%. The underperformance has been driven by a combination of issues. Such as high interest rates, which raises the repayments of consumers, overall worsening inflation pressures and uncertainty on the general elections, which was only recently concluded. Now, the sector continues to face other headwinds, such as labour shortage and still elevated cement prices. Now, with all these confluence of factors continue to drive share prices lower and will or will the fortunes for the sector be better in 2023? And is there any segment of the market which appears more insulated from a slowdown? For some insights on the Malaysian property sector outlook, we have with us Lung Kotwen, Senior Analyst at RHB Research Institute. Good morning, Kotwen. Thanks for joining us. Could we start off with a recap on how property companies under your coverage have fared for the third quarter of this year? Um, what was the reporting like? Yeah, most of the developers actually did quite well in third quarter. Uh, as we were previously a bit more conservative because of the potential impact of labour shortage issues uh, and also building material price hikes. So interestingly, many of them uh, managed it quite well. And at the same time, uh, probably sales during the quarter were also rather decent, similar to the sales level in the second quarter. Um, Second quarter was strong, uh, possibly because of the broader reopening of the economy, uh, as well as the EPF withdrawal scheme. And hence, you know, market sentiment was good. Uh, but surprisingly, third quarter sales were able to maintain the momentum. Uh, although there were there, there, there were a bit of signs of uh, slowing because of the rate hikes, but overall still okay. Looking into 2023, where buyers have to now contend with higher bank repayments and a possible recession, what is the guidance from developers in terms of new pre-sales? Well, I mean, you know, generally they are still rather cautious with the outlook given the uh, impact of inflationary pressure, uh, interest rate hikes, etc. Um, actually, many of them are still quite reluctant to announce their sales target for 2023. Uh, and, you know, historically, they will usually announce their targets only when uh, they release their fourth quarter year-end results, i.e., you know, in the month of February. So um, we shall wait and see, you know, for, for the sales target numbers. Uh, but for now, I would say, you know, uh, they are still, you know, rather cautious. But Kotwin, are there any segments or pricing points which appear to be in a sweet spot and are you seeing more developers launching products in that range? Many of them are still doing the mid-range products like uh, affordable high-rise in the Klang Valley. Uh, the price range would be like, you know, maybe four to 600000 per unit. Uh, while landed homes in established townships are also quite popular. Uh, six 700000 per unit are also sellable. Um, so it really depends on the type of products and locations. Uh, generally, developers are, are still quite careful to roll out high-end products, uh, so we don't see many of that in the market. With developers holding back on launches, have you seen a material decline in developers' inventory levels? And are these inventories being sold at lower prices compared to the initial launch? Um, yeah, most developers' inventory levels are declining, and the decline was since... Uh, three, four years ago. 
also, you know, because of building material price hikes this year, um, some developers, they choose to push their completed unsold inventories uh, instead of ruling out new projects. Um, this is a strategic move, I would say, because, you know, new projects will subject to the fluctuations in uh, building material prices. And you are right, many of them, uh, many of these inventories were being sold at lower prices uh, compared to uh, initial launch, say, years ago. And these developers have probably incurred the write-offs already. Uh, well, I mean, at least, you know, uh, they, they are able to get back their money and free up their cash flow. And what are still some of the key headwinds for the sector? Have there been any improvement in the labour shortage situation? Well, I mean, you know, in terms of labour shortage situation, I, I think that there is a, a gradual improvement. Um, I gather that some developers are receiving new batches of foreign workers already. Uh, actually, you know, this one is not only the developers. In fact, you know, the contractors, uh, planters and manufacturers as well, you know, they, they are also seeing uh, foreign labours for coming in. So I think, you know, things will gradually improve over time or in the coming months. God, when are you seeing more developers adopt uh, industrial building systems to reduce the reliance for labour, which has been a major headwind for property developers? Well, actually, no, uh, not not really. IDF is really, you know, it's something that is expensive to to adopt unless you already have the plan. Uh, if you only set up now, you know, it will be costly. Um, developers that already have an IBS plan will probably use more for their property products going forward. Um, but for those that don't have uh, any, they will still have to rely on labour, you know, no choice. Kotwan, do you expect any new budget in 2023 to be different from the last one in terms of incentives for the property sector? Is there a wish list that you are keeping? I mean, to be honest, I, I don't think it will be very different because, you know, within a short span of time uh, since the new government is formed, I don't think uh, they will have enough time to introduce something very new for the property sector. Um, I do see news flow on the potential review or the revival of the MM2H program, uh, which is good. Um, but I think more efforts need to be put from the macro front instead of uh, short-term sector-specific incentives. And, and generally, I do hope that the government will come up with ideas and, and incentives to attract more FTIs and perhaps you know, encourage uh, more local investments that are involved in uh, high technology or automation or high productivity sectors. Um, this is important uh, to, to raise the income levels of the people here uh, so that you know the, the structural housing affordability issue can be eased over time. And Kotwen, lastly and more importantly, what is your call on the sector and top picks? Is there any particular segment of the market you are still positive on? I actually have a contrarian call now. Uh, we are turning a bit more positive on the sector. Uh, we just upgraded the property sector to overweight. Uh, that's in our market strategy uh, report for 2023, uh, which was uh, released recently. Um, so basically, we see a few re-rating catalysts, uh, including uh, the, the, you know, we are seeing the interest rate cycle uh, that may be uh, that may reach its peak in first quarter or second quarter next year, uh, and in terms of uh, political uncertainties, uh, the risk is dissipating uh, post general election, and this this should help to restore uh, market confidence. Uh, thirdly, you know, property being a high beta sector, 
uh, with depressed valuations, uh, the sector may actually outperform uh, when the market turns more uh, uh, positive next year. Um, and also, of course, you know, in, in China, uh, we are seeing a, a gradual easing on the zero COVID policy, uh, as well as, you know, uh, the, the lending restrictions on developers and contractors as well over there. So um, we, we are seeing, uh, we are hoping that, you know, this field catalyst will, will uh, actually improve market sentiment ahead. And our topics for the sector are IOI property and RR properties and also Sunway. Um, so basically, you know, we, we prefer developers with diversified exposure uh, to capture the full benefit of economy reopening. Uh, we like developers with sizable property investment assets uh, as demand, you know, for property tends to be more cyclical and also more sensitive to policy changes. Um, so companies with retail malls and hospitality assets are expected to benefit from the return of uh, foreign travellers and also the re resilient uh, domestic tourism. So both LI Prop and, and Sunway, uh, they have recently opened their new retail malls. Uh, for LI is LI City Mall Phase 2 in Putrajaya. And for Sunway, is Sunway Carnival Mall uh, in, in Ipoh. And the, the pipeline of investment properties uh, for both companies should also strengthen their current uh, their recurring income uh, going forward. So yeah, these are my preference for the sector. Kotwan, thanks for speaking with us. That was Lung Kotwan, Senior Analyst at RHB Research Institute, giving us her outlook for the Malaysian property sector. And in the call there with some of her talk picks. Yeah. Two names stand out, IRI Property and Sunway. Uh, both outperformance when you consider that the property index is down 55%. On a day, on a year-to-date basis, IOI is actually up one, almost close to two percent, while Sunway is down three percent. Now, if you look at IOI, seven buys uh, from among the analyst community, no sells. Consensus target price for the stock one ringgit and thirty-eight cents. Last time price was one ringgit and twelve cents. For Sunway, a bit more mixed. Eight buys, three sells. Consensus target price two ringgit and seven cents. Last done price, one ringgit and 64 cents. But her calls are basically looking at property developers which have a diversified earnings base. And actually, these two names also have overseas property ventures. Yes, and they're, they're quite diversified. And I think it's quite interesting that she has really a contrarian call on the sector. But I guess she does not like any of the pure developers at this point in time. But uh, with the cycle possibly turning, uh, given the interest rates are likely peaking, um, I think the bottom could be near for, for, for the sector as well. And I guess valuations are probably at trough levels already. But you know what needs to happen, right, for the property sector to really do well? Wages have to go up significantly. <laughs> Not happening so, anytime soon, so right? So <laughs> that there is uh, that more people can afford these houses. All right, we're coming up to 9.29 in the morning after the 9.30 a.m. news bulletin on People, Planet, Profit. Chong Jensan speaks to Michelle Kaiti Lim, President and CEO of the Institute of Corporate Directors Malaysia, on whether governance is being ignored in corporate Malaysia. Stay tuned for that, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.